Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, and momentarily to be joined by Brad Sykes, uh, and we are glad you're with us here on SWAT Radio on Wednesday. Today is February 1st, and we're live from the Salem Center in Jacksonville. For those who uh, haven't listened for a while or may be new to the program, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and our radio program is uh, an out. Uh, growth, if you will, of uh, Bible studies by the same name, of the same name, SWAT in the Jacksonville area, that Doug McCary of His Light Ministries has been leading uh, for many years. And um, SWAT is built on five pillars, uh, God's Word, prayer, discipleship, evangelism, and community. And uh, if you're not in a weekly men's Bible study or some kind of small group and want to join a small group Bible study. Uh, We'd be more than happy to have you at one of our SWAT studies around Jacksonville. They take place uh, at at Woody's Barbecue in Ponte Vedra on Wednesday mornings at the Salem Center at noon uh, on Wednesdays. Um, Thursday morning at uh, uh, soon-to-be-opened Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, their new location on Belfort Road in Jacksonville. That's early in the morning at 6.30, as is the study at Woody's on, on Wednesday mornings. Um, and then uh, there's a Thursday night uh, Zoom meeting and a Friday meeting in St. Augustine. So you can go to SWATradio.com um, to get all the information on our uh, various uh, locations for the SWAT Bible studies. And also at SWATradio.com, you can hear uh, past programs, recording of past programs, um, and summaries of past programs thanks to our good friend James Grimm, uh, who takes care of the website and uh, posts uh, past programs and, and broadcasts. So uh, we are also want to mention some of the stations that we're on, and thank you for listening on WMOX and WMER in Meridian, Mississippi. That's 1010 a.m. and 1390 a.m. respectively. Uh, WPMH, uh, which I believe is the lighthouse in coastal uh, in Chesapeake, Virginia, serving coastal Carolina and, the, and Virginia, and uh, then, of course, locally on WTRJ, the the truth, on ninety one point seven in Jacksonville, ninety one point nine in St. Augustine, and ninety one point three in Folkestone, and just in time so that I don't have to stretch out the introduction any longer. Here's Brad. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! I know you um, had a little bit of traffic getting here. Well. Okay, I won't go into details. I'm breathing heavy. Uh, you know that's just the way it goes. I, uh, I. Uh, Sorry, I, I ran have given up the stairs. Yeah, and uh, I am not out of shape. Can I just tell you, I'm not in that bad of shape. Uh, but it sounds like I am. Well, better and, you than me running up the stairs right now. So no, you were. I might be laying on the floor for five minutes before getting on the microphone if bring, I had to do that. Yeah, bring bring the oxygen. <laughs> you doing all right? Other yes. than rushing to get here. Yes, I'm doing uh, excellent. Good. Um, Good. You know, I uh, just want to wish my bride a happy anniversary. Oh, today is your, today. T- today. How many years? <clears throat> that may have been while I was a little late, but uh, we were having a late lunch. And uh, I looked at my watch and I went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, 37 years. 37 years. And uh, 
Wow. Uh, it is better today than it was last year, and it's better today than it was 37 years ago. So we've probably talked about this, but we got married uh, very close uh, uh, very close date proximity. We it, got married in May of uh, 86. So we're coming up, I believe, okay. if my math is yeah. correct. That's, you, you uh, are 37 right. years here You better get May. that math right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As Archie Bunker would say, oh, that's about 37, 38 years. <laughs> um but yeah, May. So you uh, were pretty close. Yeah, you know, close. yeah. Uh, um, it, it was a good year. Um, you, you know what happened? You know, the there's always those events that happened around certain times that help you to remember. Not that I would ever forget my anniversary. Of course not. But the week before our anniversary, or, no, excuse me, the week before our wedding was when the Challenger blew up. Mm, you right. remember that? Absolutely. And um, and that was uh, was that in it was in January of eighty six, I think it was. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Sounds um, right. Anyway, you have those events. Sure. That, um, I had the. It was if, if you listened yesterday, had uh, Nick Lekas in, who's a former SWAT brother, and. Uh, we got to talking about uh, his baptism, uh, my baptism. I still remember getting baptized. Uh, I was sharing from the Bible that I was, I have, in fact, I have it here, here in my bag, and I just was sharing what my brother-in-law had written inside the right, cover of that right, Bible. Right, And there's just so many memories. I mean, you, you think about whether it's your anniversary, your birthday, your children's birthdays, all those. You have these flashbacks as you get older. And I woke up this morning early, like I always do, and I'm always glad to be up. You know, one of the first things I say, and I'm crazy as it is, and it's it's a little bit repetitive because it's the same thing I say every morning, this is the day that the Lord has sure. made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. But, you know, on your anniversary, you wake up, I walk out, and Vicki had actually already been out there for a few minutes, so we actually didn't hardly talk when we got up, we talked about five minutes later. But, of course, I came out in the living room and go, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. <laughs> you I know what? It. I know you and your wife are probably the same. We are best friends, truly. You and I are very good friends, but my wife is my best now, I friend. I don't claim to take priority over your wife good. and the yeah, best friend. She would appreciate Vicky that. Vicki would appreciate that. And actually... <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, I would say this anyway, but my wife and my mother-in-law just perhaps are listening today in uh, Belmont, California. So I have to say hi to them, and I have to say that absolutely my wife is my best friend. Just like when my granddaughter is asked, who's your favorite? She says, Gigi. <laughs> she she's knows to say Gigi. You know, you were Gigi is your wife's is my name. Wife's okay. grandma name. Grandma right? name. So you were mentioning, though, about things that you remember around your uh, your anniversary or your wedding and right. all that. Unfortunately, Kelly's recollection might be of the fact that uh, on the morning after our wedding, rather than we had a nice hotel room, you know, sleeping in and then heading, we were going to Lake Tahoe for our honeymoon. Nice. Rather than sleeping in, um, I had her on the road early in the morning uh, so we could stop at noon to watch the first game of the 86 NBA Finals. Uh, between now, the, the Celtics and the Rockets. So. Okay. So, I, I remember that. Actually, you know what? Well, let's see. With, uh, well, that was one of the bird teams. That was yeah. one of the Well, I was going to say, I went to a couple of the world championship games uh, when the Rockets won. 
And that would have been those were uh, ninety. That was later. That was with Elijah Wan. Yeah, Elijah Wan Drexler. uh, That was like in ninety five. I actually have a signed ball in my house. Do you really of that team? Yep. That won the world championship back to back years. Yep. Eighty six might have actually been. I believe it was actually Ralph Sampson. So it was was quite a bit earlier than Elijah. Well, Elijah Wan and Sampson would have been rookies that year. Oh, was a did they play at the same time? Okay. 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 Let's see. Sampson was a. uh, was he UNC? No, where was uh, Virginia. Virginia. That's right. Yeah, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. But anyway. Wait, well, Kelly, now, wait a minute. Wait, is that right? Okay, so. I think Elijah Wan was later than Sampson. That's my Elijah recollection. Elijah Wan is my age. So he he graduated the same year I graduated okay. from the University of Houston. Um, I, I actually knew Hakeem. Uh, okay. And uh, anyway, he, um, and I'm trying to remember. Of course, you never forget the Houston, Houston, uh, Cougars, University right. of Houston Cougars, right. in the national championship. They didn't win it. One of the great upsets. and Huge. Uh, I've actually watched NC recently. NC State? NC State. Uh, my dad was at that game in no Albuquerque, way. New Mexico. Oh, yeah. My sister was there. Yeah. And uh, there's a great, if you have anybody who's a sports fan, if you haven't seen it, you know, ESPN does some great 30 for 30 films. Yeah. Uh, and there's a great one called Survive in Advance about nc state's march to the title that year and you're right that was in 82 and elijah Wan was on that team was that eight yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was 82 or 83 no i think it was 83 yeah maybe I 83 think. it, it may was 83 have even, i was thinking it may have even been 84 yeah, no but it was 83 because two years later i was at the georgetown villanova final which was another huge upset long story in the final no yeah. kidding well, yeah. you know i tell you Hey, we're sports we're talk. Sports. We're sports talk for the first segment. Yeah, sports talk uh, radio. Yeah. If Doug's listening, Doug, forgive us, please. <laughs> uh, we got two minutes before the uh, first break, but so we'll just keep keep chatting it up about sports. But um, I'm you're a big sports fan. I'm a big sports fan. Uh, the finals of the NCAA basketball is a very close second to my favorite sporting event that I've ever been to. Not. This is not, I'm not, it, it's just interesting mm-hmm. in the businesses that I've been a part of. I've been able to go to some pretty amazing sports. Went to, I think, five or six Super Bowls. Went to the World Championship Basketball. Um, but the Final Four in basketball is pretty special, and it runs a very close to my favorite, which is Augusta. I was going to say it has to be the Masters. Yeah, well, it's golf, period. I just The, the Masters is one of the most unique sporting events, and I know I'm I'm probably biased because I love golf, but even my wife, who's not a golfer, now she became a little bit of a golfer during 2020, COVID, hmm. um, but I took my wife to the Masters, oh, this is probably 20, over 20 years ago. She's not a golfer. She appreciates the fact that I like golf. She said that's the greatest sporting event she'd ever been to. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Just the tradition and the, I know how beautiful the course is and the grounds and all of that. I've had friends that have been there. I've never been there. Oh, um, it's, but it's I, incredible. Yeah, but uh, but you're right about the NCAA tournament. There's nothing like it. Yeah, and I know guys, and I've done it in my past, taken that first Thursday and Friday of the tournament off and just go someplace and watch games oh, all you, afternoon oh, and yes. all night. Just yeah. taking the days yeah. off as vacation yeah. days and gone and what because that's when all the really crazy upsets can occur well right. in those yeah. early no, rounds you're right but, you know we've had uh what the round of 16 here in jacksonville a few years ago that's I right know. yeah I, my daughter and i went to that and didn't speaking of upsets or near upsets that was the tournament 
that here in Jacksonville, Harvard of all teams almost beat North Carolina. Ooh, yeah, so we got to see that, that game, and it was. But anyway, okay, we'll stop now. I, I was well, watch, speaking of thirty yeah. for thirties. I was watching a great documentary last night on Mike and the Mad Dog from New York City. Is this what you do when your wife's out of town? Pretty much. Hey, pretty much. You, yeah. uh, you need to be accountable for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, well. I think we're okay to talk about the Masters. I mean, it is a spiritual a thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Doug may call in on that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we're going to take our first break. Thanks for uh, bearing with us as we talk a little sports. We'll be back and get into our text from Acts 20 this week here on SWAT Radio. Glad you're with us. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad you are with us. If you want to give us a call, uh, you don't have to call with any sports questions <laughs> based on what we just talked about or any opinions. You know, uh, Oh, we love opinions. Actually, we, we, we do. I, I just meant, you know, we don't want to turn it into, like I said, Mike and the Mad Dog. We're going to go to Danny in Long Island. Uh, you can call us, though, at 844-777-7928. With any questions or comments you have on the uh, text that we're getting into, which is Acts 20, verses 22 to 27. And uh, that's what we've been looking at this week uh, as, as Doug continues in the Bible studies in his in his study through teaching through Acts. Well, I, I'm certainly glad, David, that you got here on time. Uh, <laughs> here I am. I'm still scrambling. I'm, I got, hey, one thing I do have here in the studio, I got two Bibles. I mean, plus I've got my phone. You know what I don't have are my notes from from our lesson, but uh, I know you've got yours, and uh, I may have to on the break yeah, uh, go that, down to my car and see if they're in my car. That's fine. <laughs> we'll, we will we will get through it. We've been looking at this for a couple of days. So well, we'll, it's it is we'll such, get through it. Uh, you know, I mean, all Scripture is breathed by God, profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training. Yep. And and I can tell you. 
this, you know, now we're on our third day of working through this text in particular. And uh, what it's, it is, uh, it's very challenging. And so we'll, I know we'll get into it. And I know you were going to, and the only reason I know this is because uh, it's my anniversary. And one of my kids told me that Tom Brady Tom Brady has retired. Tom Brady has retired at the age of 63, <laughs> um, apparently. But now he's that a he's, Hollywood star now. that now, he's going right? to be able to – he's almost ready to be qualified for Medicare. So he's going to uh, – yeah, he retired. Uh, and uh, love him or hate him, of course, people who listen regularly know that uh, I make no secret about my Boston sports history and fandom, and that's where I grew up and uh, – so for me, uh, obviously, an unbelievable almost 20 years with the Patriots and just some of the things that happened. And I, and I know there's a lot of people that don't like the Patriots out there, but to be able to play at the level that he did till he was 45 years old, and even this past season, which I'm sure he considered not a great season, if you look at his stats, he was among the lead leaders in, in was yard- he really? oh, yeah, yeah. And touchdown passes and yardage and you know, now he didn't play well in the playoffs, but the Bucks didn't have nearly as good a team as they did a couple of years ago. But but just some of the moments going back, you know, some of my earliest memories with my father are of watching the Patriots. And my dad watched the Patriots since they started in 1960, and they didn't have a stadium. They played in Fenway Park. They played at Boston right? University. They played at Harvard Stadium. And my dad remembers seeing them in all those places. And you know, we had a black and white TV and they'd be blacked out all the time because they never sold out. And he's trying to watch the game on the NBC channel from Portland, Maine that barely came in. People, kids today, right? Younger people, they have no idea what snow is on a TV or static right, on a TV. Yeah. And or, I'd be, or the horizontal exactly, thing that used to go. Uh, exactly. So some of my earliest memories are of him yelling at the Patriots. And <laughs> then when I got old enough to really know what was going on, they were pretty bad for a lot of years with a few good teams sprinkled right. in. And then they went to the Super Bowl in 86 where they were unceremoniously annihilated by the Bears. Hey, another great year. Yeah. 86. That's right. Sorry. That's another event. Yeah, but that was that the was... first year I lived in California, and the Red Sox went to the World Series, the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, and the Celtics so went the to the NBA Finals. So the Patriots lost to the Miami Dolphins? They lost to the Bears. Or, I mean, the Bears. That 86. was Refrigerator Perry. Yeah, that was it? the Bears' unbelievable team. Yeah, they killed them. And, uh, but anyway. Where is Refrigerator Perry today? Yeah, that's a good question. Where in the world? I don't know. <laughs> but if you hit, but I remember at the time saying, thinking, we just couldn't believe that they were in the Super Bowl after all those oh, years really? of yeah. futility. Yeah. And then they got lousy again. They did. And then if so, if you had told me 25, 30 years ago that they would eventually be in 11 Super Bowls and, and, and have six wins in their history. So Brady took him to 11 Super Brady Bowls? took him to 9. They had actually been in 2 prior okay. to Brady. Or yeah, I guess 86 true. and yeah. then remember Bill Parcells coached them and they went to a Super Bowl with Drew Bledsoe at quarterback in the, right. in the 90s and lost to the Packers. And then Brady went to 9 and won 6. So if you had ever told me, I would have said, you know, you're crazy. I would <laughs> never would have believed that in a million years. So to have that last 20 years There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad you are with us as always. And as Brad and I were talking right before the break, um, we are we were talking about the story of uh, these kids that were uh, summarily uh, kicked out, so to speak, uh, of the Smithsonian because of the the pro life caps that they were wearing. Which which forget about from a faith or religious standpoint. It's just a violation of the First Amendment. Yeah. I mean, it's just a blatant violation of the First Amendment, especially to be kicked out of a government facility. Right. I mean, a, and, and some of the stuff you see on shirts and hats, oh, it's yeah. it's vulgar. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. vulgar. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and they're not in everybody's face demanding that they agree with them. They're just wearing the hats. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't look at it. Yeah. Right. I mean, but it's we know it's, it's the, gone way beyond it's the prince that. of the power yeah. of yeah. the air of darkness. Yeah. We were talking you know. about this a little bit today in today's lesson. And I and I've mentioned this before, but I think it bears <clears throat> repeating. We, you know, we know that that Satan is the father of lies. Yeah. And when he speaks, the Bible said he speaks, he lies. And that's yeah. his native tongue. That's right. And, and he's always going to take certain things that are true and pervert them. Um, there's always an element of truth in different things, mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. although I don't know how much truth there is in in the abortion issue. But 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 one of the things we talked about today was there's a one of the chapters in Revelation is chapter 12 of Revelation that does a it's a great quick synopsis, if you will, of the God's whole plan of salvation. And it talks about it's the passage that talks about the woman uh, with the with the stars on her head and all that, which mm-hmm. is representing God's covenant community, mm-hmm. Israel, mm-hmm. is giving birth to the, the the Savior, to the Messiah, and it's where the scene where the dragon, Satan, is there waiting to devour the child when he's born. Mm-hmm. And think about Herod trying to kill all the yep. babies, or right. did kill all the right. babies when Jesus was born. But it says it says then it shifts in Revelation to say that, but God protected the child, and then he was snatched up to heaven. So it kind of skips over Jesus's whole ministry, but it was taken up to heaven. Anyway, in the end of that passage, it talks about because the dragon, Satan couldn't get at Jesus. Who does he go after? He goes after the ones Jesus loves the church. And it says the last verse of that chapter, if I'm not mistaken says, and the dragon was enraged and went off to make war against the offspring of the woman, mm-hmm. meaning the church. Mm-hmm. And yep. so yep. <clears throat> to your point about, and, and how many places in scripture have we looked at and talked about where it says, don't be surprised by attacks and trials, yep. right? Yep. In Peter, in James, to name a couple, right? And that they're not random. God is <laughs> refining our faith through these trials. Now I yep. think about these kids and I don't know these kids and I don't know what they believe exactly, but but they're going to remember this and they're either going to be they're going to go one way or they're going to say wow god really gave me courage mm-hmm. and strength to kind of stand up for my convictions yeah. and yeah. my faith yeah. is deepened through that yeah. which is the intent which is god's goal well and and you know interesting uh having nick in studio yesterday and by the way uh you actually taught the today's study right did you teach out at the beach too no, just okay. in Salem Center. Okay, so you did the same. And I'm, I apologize. I wasn't able to make it, but I did commit to my wife that I would uh, do lunch with her. Anyway, um, I think having Nick in yesterday, I think he's teaching tomorrow. Um, 
we were talking about this, you know, obviously the second point we were talking about yesterday is this idea of this this race we're on. I mean, I know it, the terminology or the analogy of a race is important. I didn't run track. My wife ran track. A couple of my kids ran track. But if you, you know, whether you're in the Smithsonian or you're in your marriage or you're raising kids or you're in the workplace, whatever it is you're going to do, is renewing your mind in the idea that, you know, your days are numbered. Paul knows. He, he's he's His numbers and all of our numbers are going down. We just don't know how many there are. Paul's headed to Jerusalem. He knows what awaits yeah. him there. But yet he still knows he's in a race. And when you're in a race, your eyes are focused ahead. Mm-hmm. And those those extenuating circumstances that may press in around you should not slow you down. Yeah. And I know, you know, it's the aspect of, you know what, you know, you're going to get on the track. Things are going to happen. Just keep going. Yep. Keep pushing on. Yep. Remember what the mission is, which we'll look at today. I know. But just thinking about those people. And again, I have failed miserably in that area. Uh, forgetting that I, I listen I've I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Keep going. Yep. It's easier to keep going when we know what the outcome is. I think it is. We're assured yeah. of the outcome, and we know that, like Paul says, whether we live or die, we belong to Christ. Yeah. Yep. And, and we yep. die with our sins on him and not on ourselves when right. we belong to him. And so we can confidently stand before God, and Jesus will say, He's he or she's with me. Mm. And, and, and so to your point that, you know, what deters us is fear and doubt, right? But when we, when we can, and I'm not saying that believers never have fear and doubt because I know I of do, course. Yeah. but, but ultimately we know where our security is and we know that belonging to him assures our eternity Yeah, yeah. or ensures well, our And just eternity. remember that your, your drive can't be for money. It can't be for fame, can't be for success, can't be for position. You are driven by the commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's going to require a renewal of your mind. Yeah. Because in this world, especially us, you know, Westerners, we're so driven by other things. We're yeah. so driven by the things of this world, and we are to be driven by the 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 great commission yep to go make disciples yep and don't don't back off you know and I, i'm not you know i people have asked me you know you, you're getting up in age i'm i got a birthday coming up and i'm never going to retire and it's not just i'm never going to retire because i may not have enough money to retire i just i love people mm-hmm. god has given that to me i have realized that God's going to bring people into our life who actually may disagree with us. But what a privilege and an opportunity that we have. Let's don't get frustrated at them. Listen, if they don't know Christ, we say this a lot. If a blind person comes walking into you and bumps into you, you're not going to turn around and scream and yell at him. Sure. You're going to say, oh, he's blind. Right. Okay, we need to have that same mindset as we engage with the world today. That Let's don't be surprised at the fiery ordeals that come our way. Right. 
Um, I think you, I don't know if you quoted that verse, but that's the point. Don't be surprised. They're going to happen because yeah. that's what people who are yeah. lost, yeah. that's what they're going to do. We live in a fallen world. Yeah. Just that's remember right. what drives you needs to be the Great Commission. Well, and that's the that's one of our teaching points here for uh, for this text. So why don't I go ahead if, if yes, we're okay that'd be with great. It and read the text, which is Acts twenty twenty two to twenty seven, and then we'll get back and expand and talk a little more about that. Uh, the, one of the points about being driven by the commission of Jesus that he gave at the end of Matthew. Uh, but this is Acts twenty verses twenty two to twenty seven, and now behold, I Paul am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone out proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. May God bless the reading of his word. Well, I know we hit on this on Monday. Um, I think we, Nick and I may have touched on it a little bit yesterday, is the first thing you see is that Paul is directed by the control of the Holy Spirit. And kind of back to our conversation just a second ago. Listen, when we are controlled by the Holy Spirit, and I love the terminology here in verse uh, verse 20, he says, how I did not shrink from declaring to you yeah. anything that was profitable and teaching you in public. And then, and then this idea that he is bound. I mean, he's literally bound by the Holy Spirit, controlled by the Holy Spirit, and how valuable that is. Uh, Part of running the course, which is the second point, is that we're driven by the commission of the Lord Jesus. Part of what drives us is when we're yielded to the Holy Spirit. And, uh, boy, that's, that does require a, a, a strong courage. Uh, Doug and I were discussing this uh, last week or two weeks ago. We were talking about humility. I have to remind myself that humility is not a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, in right. fact, the Scriptures tell us to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Yeah. So in in reality, and you and I, I think, touched on this on Monday, this idea of being controlled by the Spirit, we are filled with the Spirit, we are sealed with the Spirit, but we have to humble ourselves under him. Yeah. You know, we have and, to cooperate. Absolutely. We've got to yield absolutely. to it. We've yep. got Surrender to yield to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not an easy thing to do as we were talking about. And, and, and think about Paul is being directed by the control of the spirit here. And like, like you said, in the verse, it, he says he's constrained or compelled by the spirit to go to Jerusalem, knowing that affliction, maybe imprisonment, that's maybe right. death and boy, there's a lot of similarities there Oof. to when Jesus made his last trip to Jerusalem, um, knowing what was what awaited yeah. him there, that yeah. he was going to be killed. But, but you know, how do we get there? How do we get to that point where we're humbling ourselves, where we're um, walking with the Spirit, how we're being controlled by the Spirit? You know, one of the passages 
that's kind of connected to this be controlled by the Spirit is Galatians 5, 16 to 18. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Mm -hmm. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I mean, I think being led by the Spirit is as simple as spending time with Him. Amen. In the Word and in prayer, it's not really that complicated. It's just a matter of... Yeah, cooperating, yeah. humbling ourselves, realizing we can't do it without him. And it's one step at a time. Absolutely. We're going to take our last break of the day here on SWAT Radio. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment. And we will be right back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion. Welcome back to Smart Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, and we are looking at Acts chapter 20, verses 22 to 27. And we were just talking about kind of our first main point. In, in this lesson that God reminds us that we are called to be directed by the control of the Holy Spirit. And Brad was touching earlier on our, our second point, that God reminds us that we are called to be driven by the commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, of course, the commission is the great commission, go and make disciples you know, to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but you know, 
teaching them to, to obey all that I've commanded you and reminding the disciples that all authority has been given to Jesus and we belong to him. So yeah, yeah. we are speaking with his authority. Well, and that'll cut that one aspect. In fact, that's, I love Matthew twenty eight eighteen because it says, as you just mentioned, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now with that in mind, Go make disciples, mm-hmm. the, the Great Commission. Right. And as we're going to look at this this last little element of, of our lesson this week is that we are to be dependable in the communication of God's truth. That is what we do. That's how we accomplish the Great Commission. So really, in a sense, when, when, you, when you think about it, um, You are you're you're only able to fulfill the Great Commission. You're only able to fulfill the Great Commission by number one, being controlled by the Spirit. The Spirit has got to be in you. I've I've done a, a fair amount of counseling, marriage counseling in particular, just counseling with men and you know, they want things fixed. You know, I just want to fix this problem. And oftentimes, David, as I spend time with them, I start to kind of I'm not judging. I just start to question whether or not they're truly converted. And what I usually tell them is all that I've shared with you is it, it's great um, counsel. But let me just tell you, apart from God's spirit being in you, you will not be able to do this. You will not be able to die to yourself. You will not be able to communicate the gospel. You will not be able to run this race apart from God's spirit. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, Doug kind of used that word motive. What is the, or what is the drive? I guess the drive is the the engine. There is the spirit of God. That's going to help you to push on and push on and push on. Paul certainly has pushed on the beatings, the whippings, uh, the travel, the shipwreck, uh, all the things that have been, that, Paul has had to encounter, he's filled with the Spirit. Mm. He doesn't lose, he doesn't, uh, I'm not saying he he hasn't been discouraged, but he keeps his eye on the target. Mm -hmm. And then here this final part is, it's, he's dependable in communicating gospel truth. Right. So much so that he makes the bold statement to say, there is no blood on my hands. In other words, I've shared it with everybody yeah. I've come in contact yeah. with. Right. That couldn't be said of me. Right. <clears throat> right. God will not, will not be able to say to Paul, you, you left something yeah, out. Exactly. You left something out. You didn't tell him this important point. And we were talking about this a little bit today. And I think that's critical for us in the age that we're in because there's so much external pressure on people to speak with political correctness. We, to speak with wokeism, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, yep. right? And churches, as we've talked about many times on this program, are leaving critical elements of the gospel message and of the counsel of God out of their teaching and preaching. Because they don't want to offend anybody. Right. And I, I literally had this conversation with Jeff Dalrymple today. He and I serve on the board of the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber. We're talking about working through our bylaws. And, and there's a lot of things we could put in there. But we have put everything in the category of uh, does this offend somebody? In a sense, it's all political 
but it's not political. You know what I mean? It's spiritual. It's under the it's under the disguise of political. Well, yeah, I mean, people yeah. want to go. You know, people have said, "Well, is that a political organization?" Yeah. No. In fact, it's kind of like saying, did you grow up in a Christian home? What does that mean? How's a home a Christian? It can't be. You know, individuals, we are. Right. But getting to the root of these problems, are they are spiritual problems. And your position on uh, gender and sexuality and all these things, they're not a political view. They're a biblical view. Right. And and, uh, I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but uh, – Anyway, I, I think the just the the are you dependable? Are you are you driven by God's spirit? Are you driven by God's spirit? Are you dependable? You know, to proclaim the gospel with clarity, even though it might offend people. Yeah, and I know, I know, I've been guilty of how many times have you? been in a situation where you hear a conversation that's going on or someone says something and you say, oh, <clears throat> here's an opportunity to jump in and maybe offer some truth. Yes. And I don't do it. Yeah. And and I shrink, <clears throat> you know, so I have, sh- I do shrink back sometimes. But the way that we overcome that is, first of all, we confess it. <laughs> True. Let God know that we mm-hmm. know we're, we're wrong in that. But then ask him, to strengthen us to, to overcome that. I, yeah. I pray a lot. Overcome me. Oh man. You know, overcome <clears throat> me, Lord, that 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 I won't get in the way, that I'll just do it. And 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 I think the again, it, it sounds simplistic, but the only way to achieve this is through time with him and being in the word and letting yes. the word right dwell richly in us and yes. letting the word change us. Hebrew says it's 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 alive and active like a double-edged sword right and, and it, it it changes us yeah but we were we were talking about this today it's, but it doesn't change you unless you yield to it correct yield to it and act on it yeah. but but the action comes i believe from being saturated with the word and in prayer and god's spirit overcoming our own spirit yeah. and we were talking about this today <clears throat> there's been so many times in my life where I, I love the academic nature of scripture and study and, and, and getting the theology right mm-hmm. and the doctrine right. I like that. Yeah. But it's useless if I if I don't if it doesn't change my heart mm-hmm. and if that change in my heart doesn't produce action yeah. that yeah. is in accordance with being obedient. Yeah. It be you a know, bearing <clears throat> fruit in accordance with repentance. Well I I, <clears throat> I have a three at little not an acronym. I don't know what you call it. Just my bullet points that when I open the scriptures is I want the I want the scriptures to bring conviction, conversion, and conforming. Mm. Uh, in other words, the scriptures ought to convict us. It, it, it's it's putting a light in those dark crevices. To your your point out of Hebrews, sharper than a two edged sword, dividing. What is it? bone and marrow Mm -hmm. i'm not a surgeon but that's a very small little crack right Mm -hmm. to get into those little small crevices that's like a scalpel and so god's word is meant to go into those areas but we no matter how academic we are it's that orthodoxy has to lead to orthopraxy i've got to apply this truth 
which means back to this coming under, coming humbling yourself under God's spirit mm-hmm. and saying, and you, you said it just a second ago. That I love this idea. I got to get out of my way. I, I need, I need, my biggest problem is me. Yep. And I love what Paul says here in verse 24, but I do not account my life of any value. <laughs> wow. Nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I have received from the Lord Jesus. What a blessing. Paul, <clears throat> I want so much to be like that, to where Paul is, is uh, he is so driven and so motivated to share the gospel. And when you're motivated to share something like that, you get it right. You get it right. And, uh, you know, I know we've we've kind of run our course on this broadcast, but, you know, back to this idea that we're directed by his spirit. We are driven by the commission, by the mission. And finally, we are dependable in the communication of the gospel. And so, I think these last this last question that Doug put on the notes was, who really is in charge of my daily life? What am I driven by? And am I faithful in communicating the whole counsel of God? Mm-hmm. And without spending time with God regularly. Now, I don't mean if you miss a day, you know. Sure. You, you know, you're in trouble. But But the answer to all three of those questions is me. If I'm not spending time with him, yeah, you mentioned yeah. it Monday. I think we're we're being conformed. That's right. We're and we're either conformed by the spirit or we're conformed by the world, the world. ourselves, yeah. our own flesh, yeah, whatever you want, whatever it is. And so, you know, there was a lesson that Doug had a couple of weeks ago where it was going over all these points, teaching points, and the question was, and how do we accomplish this? By by time with the Lord and prayer, right? By time right. with the Lord and prayer, right. and and it sounds simple, it does. not always hard, yeah. not always easy to do, yeah. but straightforward. And and it's amazing that when we are faithful in doing that, the change God shows in us. It's amazing. So yeah. anyway, and I think some of that is yielding your time, your mind to His Word. No question. Enjoyed it. We are out of time. Another fast hour has gone by. Uh, uh, you'll be here tomorrow with your yes. guest, uh, Danny yes. Murphy. Danny Murphy will and, be in with me. And you and I will be back on Friday together, Lord willing. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Continue to pray for Doug. He'll get home this weekend. Pray for his uh, family and uh, his folks' medical situation and for safe travels for him coming home. Thanks for joining us on SWAT Radio, and we will see you tomorrow. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's work to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 